So I decided to go to Michael's, get a sketchbook, <laughs> pick up some acrylics, and I would say I, I need to create for myself. So eventually I was doing all that and I realized I really liked it. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise Podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise Podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. Studio Noise, we celebrate black art in all its forms. However, you won't give it up. <laughs> That's what we love. If it's digital, physical, small, large, beauty for beauty's sake, or biting political commentary, fantasy, all that is black art. It's all art. We love it. Today's guest, Ray Denise, is moving and evolving into her own. She's making beautiful oil paintings that blend culture, mythologies, narratives, and take black art in a cool new direction. We talk about what inspired her to switch from digital to physical painting. Her recent solo show, Sisters of Twine and Gold. Beautiful stuff, yo. Absolutely wonderful. And dealing with success. And of course, of course, you know your boy getting to the work. That's my favorite part of doing all this. Getting to talk to the artists out there that's making it, that's doing it. About the work. About the work, baby. That's the noise. Make sure you head over to our Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast. We're going to be sharing a lot of the work that we're talking about today. Go to the website www.studionoisepodcast.com check out all our episodes this is episode 130 we got a whole archive of the best contemporary black art in the world yashua claus april bay delita martin vanessa german so many jewels and i'm bringing it all to you to make sure you stay in that studio make sure you keep making that noise baby join the studio noise patreon and support the show get exclusive episodes merch from certain categories and help help the show continue to grow and reach more people. I show do thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Don't stop, yo. Keep coming back to get more of this beautiful black excellence that I'm bringing you. I appreciate you. Make sure you rate and review wherever you listen. Let everybody know about the noise. But do me a favor right now as we go. Do me a favor. Why don't you go and tell two art friends. If you listen to this, <laughs> you interested in art. I know you got at least two art friends. Go ahead and tell them. Tell them. Right after the break, we got ray denise right here on studio noise baby it's the noise yes hello hello everybody my name is george f baker iii and i'm an illustrator and muralist based out of atlanta georgia and you are now listening to the studio noise podcast All right, it's your boy Jay Barber back for more Studio Noise. As always, scouring the world, bringing you the best black artists I can find. And so I picked up this painter illustrator in Chicago, Miss Ray Denise. How you doing? Hi, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just talked a little bit before the we hit record. Ray's a fan of the podcast, so you know we got to give her extra love. If I'm one day, I'm gonna be able to afford sound effects, and I'm gonna hit you with hand claps and like gunshots and stuff like okay. that. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so how how you been doing? You like you you hold up in your studio right now? What you up to? Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm here in my studio right now. My studio is in my home, so I um I'm working right now, just 
doing some little kind of black inks right now, but I'm good. I'm just um staying busy, trying to get some work going, getting it cranked out for, you know, summertime around that time. So I'm good. I'm good. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you in the home studio. Is that where you always been? Yeah. Never had an outside space? Hmm? Never had an outside space? No, I've never had one. (laughs) Do you You want an outside space? Never. I I want one, but, you know, it's just not possible for me right now. But, yeah, eventually I hope to get one. And if not, then I'll have, like, an outside home studio space. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's up, yo. Or just just paint your living room like everybody else do, yo. It's all good. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. For, like, the longest time, I painted in my room, like, my bedroom. (laughs) And then I eventually end up moving out to like the living room and taking up space. And then, yeah, I'm doing the same thing right now because we're in a new space and I'm taking up the whole dining room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what's up, yo. So we got Ray Denise. Your website is Uh, Mm RayDenise.com. Same thing on your IG. Everybody can find you. There's one thing I got. I'm going to go ahead and get into it. I got to do this to you. All right. I'm calling you out. All right, oh, <laughs> your your website is nothing but sold out pieces on your website. People can't even get nothing from you. What is going on with the website? I, oh my gosh! I mean, it's so amazing to see because I started my I officially launched my website around February, um, early February last year, and I decided to like, okay, let me just do some small pieces and see how that goes, and then eventually stuff started to get you know snatched up, and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) then you know i'm putting in more work and more work and then they're they're gone and i'm like that's amazing but i have nothing else for you guys (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's how you're gonna leave them you're gonna leave them out there building uh what do they call it build a demand that's what you're doing yeah yeah i guess so but you know people are hitting me up like do you have this and i'm like i don't have anything (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yo Hmm? No, that's amazing. That's good. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the work that I will be putting out. And hopefully it's just, you know, as well received. So. Nah, I like that, Joe. So so tell me this. As, let's go back to the beginning a little bit and talk about like you just getting started. Because what led you to put make those small pieces and put it on your website? Okay, so at the time I was just coming off of a commission and I decided like, you know, um, things didn't quite end the way I like I, the way I like them. So I was like, OK, I have to work for myself right now. This is the best time to do it. So I decided to we was just moving into our new spot. So I was like, I didn't have enough time to work on bigger pieces. So the smaller pieces were, you know, just right. So I decided to, you know, make four, four to six paintings, I guess. And, you know, I was like, I'll just see how they're received after a while because I haven't put things in my shop for a while. So and and I put them in there and, you know, I, you know, shared them on social media and people were, you know, liking them. And eventually, you know, after a couple of weeks or a week or so, you know, one got bought and then the next another got bought. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> nah, that's dope. Okay. So yeah, how how yeah. big were they? They were five by seven. Oh wow, that's super small. How much yeah, were you how much were we selling them for? <laughs> yeah, five by seven, like, oh god, that's a <laughs> that's half <a> sheet <laughs> of paper. <laughs> I mean, I like I like the small stuff, especially when, you know, I'm kind of 
tight on time sometimes. Yeah. So like the the small things give you like that instant kind of gratification or it makes you feel like you're getting somewhere. So I like to work small and then I, I guess it just gives me more time to kind of be more personal with the piece or more intimate, like just really get into those little nooks and crannies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so. what's up. How much were you selling them for? I think they started around... It's, it's okay. Don't get on me about my prices. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. This is a safe space. Ain't no bad guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they were starting around. I think between maybe one twenty-five and one between one twenty-five and one eighty. I think is around that. Okay. Price. Yeah, that's not so. bad. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, you're starting off. Do you do you still consider yourself starting off in the, in art career? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm still trying to. Sorry, my my heater's coming on. It's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. in Chicago too, um, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I'm still kind of new. I'm still learning things. I mean, I've been doing it for almost close to ten years because I started off with. Um, digital art mm-hmm. so I was kind of learning that world more and then um, around 2017 is when I started to do more painting so I and and now I'm just kind of getting into like these art spaces like the galleries and group shows so I'm still kind of new to it and, and learning so yeah no, that's awesome yo yeah so I think I think that's a great progression for you to go yeah. to you know what i'm saying you start off some small see what it's like was instagram the only way you were promoting it um oh wait all right social media like what What are you on well i had like in the beginning i had like deviant art do you know about that yeah yeah okay so i started off with deviant art and you know i saw like instagram you know popping his head up around that time and i'm like i don't want to do that i don't know what that's about <laughs> So then eventually I moved to Instagram. So that's kind of been the only platform I've used. I've tried, you know, YouTube, but I can't really stick with that schedule right now. It's kind of hectic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, a lot videos. of work. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I didn't, I just didn't feel like I was going to be able to give like 100% to it. So yeah. I was like, okay, we need to fall back. <laughs> Ah, that's what's up, yo. So no, no TikTok and nothing like that. Like no dancing around. I have, t- I have TikTok. I have TikTok, but I, I don't, <laughs> I don't use it right now. <laughs> I'm trying to learn it, but mm, I don't know right now. I, I might eventually dab into it, but yeah, I was probably just be most likely double posting for TikTok and Instagram. But I mean, it's okay for now. No, I, I don't think, yeah. use anything. Yeah, I don't use too much of any other kind of um social media. Well, I mean, if it's working for you, I mean you got what, seventeen thousand followers, so you know Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to hit that eighteen. <laughs> I, I see, yo. Most most people trying to get two and you you yeah. trying to hit eighteen. I ain't I'm, mad at I you. Mean, it's, it's it's not really, you know, about the numbers. I want people to see my work, but you know, sometimes it's like a little competitiveness, like especially when I get to like that seventeen point it, when it gets to like the point nines or something, I'm like, ooh, let's hurry up, let's try to get that, that whole number. <laughs> but you know, I don't try to, you know, be so caught up in that. Yeah. You know? What do you what do you think has been your success on Instagram? Like, has it just been, like, the quality of the work, the images of it? Like, what do you think it was? Um, I think that helps 
Um, another thing is like other pages that have a wider audience, like people who have like hundreds and thousands of followers, like um, there's a page called, I think it's Black Art 365 and like Black Artist Space and pages like Nubia Missy, like they they have those followers and those are the ones who you want to have, you know, show your work. So mm-hmm. I think that's really what kind of helped put my art out there and people kind of notice it. And, you know, when people, you know, repost and share your work or put in their stories, you know, that that is really a lot with, you know, it's more helpful than just me posting it my one time. Right. You know? Yeah. So those are really, really key. Nah, that's, that's, that's awesome, yo. That's good to know, yo. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, other times when I'm posting on Instagram, like, you know, hashtags, I, I guess if they're still important, I don't know. I'll still use them. <laughs> um, but other times I try to, I try to feel like I try to be engaging with my followers or in the comment section, you know, trying to check out their work if they're artists, you know, kind of creating that, you know, open door between artists and other people who are enjoying my work. So I try to try to stay on it sometimes, but other times I had to, you know, put Instagram down and just really focus in on my work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That can be a big yeah. distraction, yo. <laughs> we'll keep trying to do it stuff. Is. Yeah. It is. I, I hate it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I saw some um artist post, I think it might have been Lisa Congdon when she posted mm-hmm. that, you know, she's an artist, not a social media manager. So it's like, right. you know, I found following all these trends and starting to learn reels and mm-hmm. Like doing mm-hmm. all this other stuff, they always trying to promote. It's like, no, I I don't have time for this. Like this exactly. is this is not it's, my I, job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was feeling the same way not too long ago, and I was like, oh, I gotta make sure I keep my engagement up, or I have to make sure I post this day, or because it's my highest day to get you know engagement with other people, and they'll comment and things like that. And I'm just like, it feels like I'm because. I'm a worker for somebody else. And it's like, no, <laughs> I, I have to put it away. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy, yo. Mm-hmm, so it's it been, is. yeah, we've been just chit-chatting all this time, but I guess we should get into your work a little bit. Uh, uh, okay. uh, as as an intro to the work, I'm going to go back to your first solo show, mm-hmm. Sister mm-hmm. of Sisters of Twine and Gold, uh, that mm-hmm. recently closed back in November. Uh, but this was your first solo show. Uh, yeah. And the images are absolutely beautiful. How would you describe just your work in general if you were talking to somebody? Um, I would say that my work is kind of, it, it really focuses on like the a one character or one person in the painting. And it's kind of like seeing them in, uh, inspired or just in a natural setting like nature flowers and things like that i really love nature in my work mm-hmm. um other times there's like sometimes a little bit more I, I guess i'll say fantasy so it's like really decked out in like maybe mythical things or mythology um but it's really kind of kind of i don't want to say simple but just soft and serene kind of sometimes I guess I don't know if I'm explaining. No, no, that's great, yo. I mean, it's your work. You can describe it however you want to. So, <laughs> so, so that's what people got to go with, right? Uh, so, yeah. I, I definitely describe it as fantasy portraits, like, mm-hmm. like, um, almost 
I would even add the word Nubian for some reason, like Nubian fantasy portraits. That's what I think of your work as, because they're Aww. always like these really, really beautiful, soft, and you do oil paintings, just so people know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So you always do these really soft, uh, almost tactile, shiny skin, like beautiful mm -hmm. melanated people. And they're always adorned in all these other stuff that's happening, right? So sometimes you do the nature scene. Sometimes you do like the full outfits with the wooden mm -hmm. mask and the, like the, the fancy gold inlaid dresses. Like you do all that stuff. And so I think, yeah. I think the one, the images are absolutely fantastic. So you describe them as simple. I, de I describe them as minimal, right? Where you mm -hmm. focus like completely on the individual the features, the black skin, the texture of the hair, all that good stuff, and then kind of this yeah. mix of nature. So, yeah. So, you know, don't please don't undersell <laughs> your work I'm on sorry. the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then you can add in a dash of culture to there too. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, <laughs> I like to mix in cultures into my work. So that we can add that in there. Too. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Joe. So, tell me, how much research do you do on like creating the outfits and and the adornments and stuff like that? Okay, so um, Pinterest, I use Pinterest a lot, so that's where I get like most of my references, mm -hmm. but I don't go to, to Pinterest until I have already have an idea in my head about what I want, and then I would go look for those references that matches closely to what it is I'm already, you know, uh, looking for. So when I create my pieces or I'm kind of, how should I say, creating this this character and what it is that they'll wear um it's always starting in a sketchbook so i'll kind of like okay i want her to wear this big flowy gown that has this very intricate pattern and maybe she has an off shoulder and then on the shoulder there's like these dangly gold pieces and i'm like okay that's a good enough you know spot to go and look for my references and i'll look for Oh, wow. Sometimes I'll get lost in looking for references. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Pinterest will lead you down oh, like yeah. a rabbit hole. <laughs> 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 I'll get lost sometimes. But, you know, eventually I come to find what it is I'm looking for. Sometimes I'll look into uh, if it's a particular piece that feels like it's more heavily based on culture. I'll go through like tons of photos and looking for something that stands out to me um and then i'll kind of manipulate it in a way to match what it is i'm looking for so like my one of my pieces uh, for this um solo show for sisters of twine and gold um there was one that the main one i'll call her uh, she's called tamala and mm, so yeah she, yeah yeah. She, yeah she's the one that's in like a thicket of just forest and she's wearing this like red gown but in this mask and like i did a lot of research for the masks like you know there's like i don't know if i'm gonna say the name right oh gosh but they're called like the dogon so i i did like my sister has this african art book and so i kind of just flipped through that not really flipped through it but you know i just kind of studied a lot of the pictures and looked at like a lot of the texture of the the mask and things like that and i'll look at maybe things how they how they would decorate themselves or yeah, not really decorate themselves but you know how they would kind of wear their traditional 
fabrics and things like that. And I'll kind of try to incorporate it, but try to modernize it in a way. Yeah. So it, it, it takes a, it, it, it's a while. To, you know, <laughs> it takes a lot. <laughs> no, nah, I'm sure, yo. Cause uh, like I, I referenced the one Tamala, like, especially like since you brought mm-hmm. it up, but even yeah. like all the details that you have on the dresses inside the fabric, the inlays, and then like the really like, I, um, what do you call that material that you use on the earring? Like raffia? Um, I don't know what that what you would call it's that. It's kind of like it was like I was looking at um some of the masks. They have like straw on their masks yeah. or some type of dry grass, and that's kind of what I kind of wanted to imitate that in a little uh in a way. But you can call it that something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but I like I like I like the details of it because you are like taking these kind of mm-hmm. traditional African influence and modernize mm-hmm. them. That's what people do, right? <laughs> that's what yeah. that's yeah. what they do. That's what they do on a runway in Paris and, and everywhere else that you put it, right? So exactly. you're, you're doing the exact same thing in, in your pieces. But mm-hmm. I love the way that you're handling stuff. So it's interesting that you were doing digital art at first. Yeah. And yeah. how did, how what inspired the transition from the digital to oil in particular? Mm, okay, so when I was doing my digital work at at the time I was just cranking out like a lot of commissions because I was feeling like okay I gotta work gotta work you know bring money in you know support but I was just doing so many portraits so many commission portraits so many children's books and things like that and I was like burning out and I I realized that you know this was starting to affect my eyesight because I'm staring at a computer screen for hours yeah yeah so i was like okay i need a break so i decided to you know go to michael's get a sketchbook <laughs> pick up some acrylics and i said i need to create for myself so eventually i was doing all that and i realized i really liked it and i i wanted to focus more of my time on creating something that i could actually hold because with digital art you can't really hold it you can't do anything with it it's it's just there on your computer unless you like you know make prints and put it on stuff yeah yeah um i decided i just wanted something that i could actually touch and so after a while you know i decided to you know eventually go back to digital art only because i you know it was money that was my bread and butter at the time and i was just you know, thinking about painting all the time. Every time I was working on somebody else's work, I was like, this isn't, this can't be it for me. So I was like, I have to make a change. And eventually I was starting to phase out of, you know, creating portraits for people. And um, eventually I cut down on doing children's books. Uh, And so like last year really came, not last year, was it? Like the end of 2020 uh early 2021 i was like i just need to really just work on my own stuff i mean i was painting in between there but not as much as i wanted and so i just i just couldn't see myself doing digital art for like the rest of my life i use it as a tool now yeah but yeah yeah no that's good name me your favorite kids book that you illustrated oh oh my gosh Okay, I illustrated um, Amira. Amira, I want to be a princess. And then there's another one I really like too. That Amira, I want to dance. But I think Amira, um, Amira's I want to be a princess. 
is a really good one. Um, okay. it's, it's, um, the author is Tasha Fuller. Tasha Fuller. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna have to look that up and post pictures yeah. of it. I did a few, a few, um, illustrations for her and other books too. You could probably find them on like Amazon. <laughs> no, that's what's up. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah. I, I, I'm asking you and writing it down because I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> like, no. like you, so you don't include it on your website either. So I guess you I are know. really I trying to. I, I, I know. I thought about doing it. No, I, I mean, it's, I get what. All right. I'm going to tell you what I think I see you doing and you tell me if I'm right. I think you're just trying to make a clean break from it. Like, like, you know, that mm-hmm. thing was the thing that I used to do. Now I want to yeah. make this my focus. So I don't need yeah. that other yeah, stuff on the website to confuse you. And people start mm-hmm. like, hey, I really liked uh, that Tamala painting. Can you do yeah. me a kid's book? Like, <laughs> like, no. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's not that's not what we own right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I get that. That's smart, actually. Yeah, I had it on my Instagram for a while where I'm like, I'll let them know the children's books I've illustrated and things like that. And, and after a while, I was just like, OK, they have their time. But if you scroll way back, back, you know, <laughs> 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 right yeah i i get that that no nah, it's, it's something to be said to, uh for being focused yo like yeah. you know and going out for what you want the worst thing would be if you were just stuck making the kind of art you didn't want to make like that would yeah. that would be that would be terrible <laughs> especially when you know you can paint and stuff like that like you know yeah i, I tried i wanted to kind of merge the two with like doing children's book and you know painting the illustrations but uh I was like, okay, if I have to do this for someone else, they're going to have a little bit more say in what I'm doing. Right, so right. I'd rather really just do everything that, you know, I want to see right now and focus on it. So, yeah. Nah, that <laughs> makes sense, yo. And so I was thinking, uh, as you were talking about uh, transferring from digital to oil painting in particular, I know a little bit about painting in Photoshop. And so is mm-hmm. is kind of painting in Photoshop digitally, does it translate towards oil paint? did you find um okay so i knew i okay so i was working in photoshop for a while um eventually i ended up getting the ipad and switching over to procreate okay but you know taking those skills from what i did know i kind of just had to figure out how to adapt it to oil paint and like i knew i loved working in layers and i'm in oil painting i love working in layers i mean that's I understand. Yeah, that's one to one right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the only thing really was trying to make sure I was confident in what I was doing and the images that I was putting out. Mm-hmm. That really was just the struggle there. Like, am I doing this right? I don't know. Or am I using the correct amount of medium? I don't know. I've got to figure it out. So those are all the only things that kind of or also probably figuring out the the type of material that I wanted to use, um, like canvas or things like that. But with with um, Photoshop and things like that, I knew how to kind of manipulate color. So I was kind of cool with, you know, that it was just maybe using some of the brushes mm. that I used in Photoshop. Like I, I love like the chalky brushes or maybe like the airbrush or something like that or mixture of the two and then i was like i don't have a brush in real life that does that right, <laughs> right. So, yeah yeah so it was learning how to manipulate the paint or trying to figure out how to get that kind of stroke or mark or kind of effect 
really that kind of tripped me up a little bit, but it was, you know, took taking a while to practice and I think I kind of, I'm still learning, but yeah, it, it helped a lot. Oh no, you're, you're doing fantastic. <laughs> um, I'm talking about another piece. This, this is not from the sisters. We'll get back to the sisters of the okay. final gold series. But the, I think the first piece that I started following you was the piece called Sunlit. Oh, Do you remember this piece? Tell me about yeah. tell me about that piece if you can recall. Okay, so Sunlit was um, just a, a piece of it was a six by six on paper, oil on paper, and I was doing like these little small series of maybe three or four paintings, and she was part of one of them. Um, I called the. Series I, I kind of had like these little nicknames for the series I work in. And at the time, I think it was called like the Cotton Candy Girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just one of those, you know, you got to name something and try to remember what you're working on. Yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those. But Sunlit was kind of a painting that I wanted to kind of practice my color and how light and light, light affects the colors and things like that. And so I just thought she was so doll-like and so kind of, you know, soft and beautiful to me. And I wanted her to kind of have like this golden sunlight on her. And like, that's my favorite time of day. It was like when the sun is just so golden in the sky and it's just so warm. And I felt like in a way it was kind of me in a way, mm, mm. just appreciating the sunlight. I think it's just so beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, that's awesome, yo. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I really like that piece. One in the simplicity, but a lot of mm-hmm. it is in the detail and the color. Like having mm-hmm. that that golden like beam of light on the left side of her face as it go, but also the mm-hmm. texture and hair. You do a lot of work with hairstyles and hair textures in a lot of your pieces yeah. like yeah tell, tell me about that a little bit okay so I don't it, it even stems from when I was doing my digital art like I just love like this heavy kind of curly textures in the hair and like it's just so swoopy almost in a way when you really zoom into like the textures really just swoops and arches <laughs> but I think it's it gives so much more importance to the hair even though it's not like realistic it, it feels realistic but it's not and I think it just gives it like a whimsical importance to it and like I feel like it gives appreciation to the hair <laughs> um I just I don't know I just love having all those details like it, it just kind of get lost in all those details and forming the hair it's kind of what is what is the word meditative right yeah 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 i like that and a lot of your figures either have like big hair or big flowing hair or some kind of texture you you basically treat it as like another textural element um yeah that you organize it in the picture Mm -hmm. i've been really kind of figuring out new ways to try to push the texture in the hair to make it stand out more um and i don't know what it is about me and big hair i don't (laughs) i don't understand it (laughs) i mean i have i have locks so maybe that's kind of playing into it but um 
I just think it's just so beautiful. There's so many ways you can, so many things you can do with all this hair. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. And black women, especially, you know, black women going to have a way to do their hair now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's so gonna happy. happen. Yeah, you gonna you gonna get this hair now. Yeah, <laughs> <Come awesome>. in. <laughs> it, it, you can't hide from it. You gotta you gotta face it. Hey, loves. This is Abby Salami, and I'm a painter based in Dallas, Texas. And you're listening to Studio Noise. Yeah. But I, but I love it. Um, I love that aspect of it in terms of representation, right? Just in terms of how black women and, you know, you and a lot of artists uh, working in your vein are mm-hmm. are going. I want to say you're going out of your way, but you're emphasizing the black woman image, the texture, the hair, yeah. the lips, the the eyes, like everything that you do. You're emphasizing the skin. Um, mm-hmm. Is it is it a story behind that and why you are? so unabashedly uh unapologetic about it um yeah because early on like when i was kind of coming back to art like i i had my son in 2012 and i wasn't doing any art previous to that and i had to kind of get myself into it and at first i was just seeing a lot of you know european art asian art and things like that and i just I was like, where? I was going to fall into the hole of doing that, just right. Asian and European art. I was going to do that. And I said, that's, that don't feel right to me. You know, I'm I'm a Black woman. I, I have to put that out there as well because that's what I want to see. I don't go into museums and see us there. So I was like, I have to not feel like I'm being pigeonholed into just creating black women and then that's just all that I do. No, I want us I want to celebrate us. I want to show us off in all kinds of ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let's just let's just do that and be, you know, confident in it. And like this is what I want to do and not feel ashamed about it. So yeah, I I I make sure that each each and every piece don't get it, don't get it, you know messed up like each woman is black and she's she's happy she she's accepting all her blackness even if she has her eyes closed or whatever she's reminiscing or whatever it's it's all you know i don't know the word was unapologetic unapologetic i guess yeah 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 yeah. and and why not be the standard of beauty in the same way that you see all these other European portraits and, you know, yeah. think about most famously something like the Mona Lisa, where it's, mm-hmm. it's just a woman sitting there. Like, why right. can't that woman be black? Why can't she be surrounded by these flowers or be a warrior mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? other Some other kind of adornment. Like you described, yeah. you described your women and you said this word before as characters. Do you consider yeah. them all characters? Like, do you, do you, uh, do you assign uh, like a story to them and everything behind it? Yeah. Yeah, that's like they have their stories because I guess that's how I create. I think of them as characters in a book almost because um, I don't paint real people. They're, none of them are based off 
a real person, even though people tell me like, oh, that looks like this person or they'll mm. like show me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it looks like that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who the person is. And I'm like, wow, they really do look like that per- piece of my my art. So I'm like, what? But yeah, I call them characters because they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, that's, that's yeah. a, a perfect, <laughs> so perfect yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean um, it's, you won't really find me too often painting someone real but uh, uh, they have their, their whole stories and everything it's like mostly it's for me but I guess I'm trying to get into the habit of trying to ex- talk about my art so that people understand the viewpoint that I have on the, the person in my work mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like, <laughs> if I told you the stories about it, you probably think they're really simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's 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 all you need. That's why you know it's studio noise. Yo, I heard, I heard so many stories of what inspired artwork. So, whatever your story is, like, that's all you need. I tell my drawing students that too. It's like, um, yeah. you know, when I started drawing, I always start with a gesture drawing, and then I mm-hmm. like keep building from there. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but if you look at my gesture drawing, you might not be able to understand it, right? Right. But because right. it's not for you, <laughs> right? It's exactly. made, it's me making notes for myself, so I know mm-hmm. where I'm going. So your story, and I want to hear it. Actually, I want to hear about one in particular, um, okay. the one called Aura. Aura. <laughs> yes, I want to hear this one because okay. this is it's a great one. Like I'm gonna post these pictures on IG. Y'all follow us at Studio Noise Podcast on Instagram, and. Mm-hmm. This picture in particular, it's a it's a girl. She's wearing like a oh, I, I guess this is a wolf mask. What kind of mask is this? Yeah, you can uh, kind of you can kind of consider yeah. it to be a wolf mask. So yeah. she's wearing a wolf mask. She stood to the side. She has this like really ornate like red and yellow outfit on, uh, and it, the positioning I really love. So I I want to hear the story behind this one. Okay, so Aura, she was one of my struggle pieces for the show. <laughs> And because I had her story down and um, eventually it kind of changed over time while working it. But okay, so here, here it is. And Aura, she's basically um, pictured in like a desert, a desert scene. Um, she's in front of this rock. And um, what it is is that she's kind of at a crossroads of do she, does she stay in this kind of desert? scene where it feels like nothing is going to grow or it's you know habitable for her and so she what she's kind of choosing between is does she leave her her customs and her culture behind and so that's why she's kind of reaching for this dog the 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 mask because the mask kind of symbolizes her being you know uh kind of confident in her culture and she she believes in it so much but um, she's kind of at that point where she's deciding. And so she's reaching for the mask and th- you're kind of like left up to the viewer. Like, does she take it off or does she keep it on? Mm. Um, but <laughs> um, if she takes it off, she's going to abandon everything that she knows. She'll forget everything. But she doesn't realize she's standing right in front of a rock that is connected to her kind of ancestral bloodlines. And so it kind of has this um, kind of uh, uh, aura or a 
kind of a glow to the rock mm-hmm. where it, it's, yeah. it's um kind of emanating some kind of source or power that if she was just to hold on just a little longer, she can unlock a lot of of a lot of knowledge and and things that she could find answers to. So <laughs> that's kind of what it is. And so um I had it it it's kind of nighttime where the sun is just going down and I thought that it it'll add some some drama to it. <laughs> so it's like that last bit of light like what is she going to do? And you know, does she stay? Does she go? So yeah. So, oh that's girl, what I, you, that's my story. you talk about your story won't won't gonna be nothing, girl. That was a great story. <laughs> what are you talking about? We should spend the rest of this podcast just you going through all these stories. Matter of fact, I'm gonna pick another one. <laughs> Tell me, go to the one uh, Camille. Now, now, this all these pictures that I'm talking about are from the. Mm-hmm. The Sisters of Twine and Gold series. Where did you get the title? Where did you come up with the title for that first? Um. Okay. So at the time, I was li- I'm listening to like a lot of audiobooks, mm-hmm. and so I thought it would be cool to kind of intertwine the stories for the the women that are in my paintings. So I was like, well, they're not quite related, but they're women, and they're going through the same things or trying to find answers or connections. And so I'm like, well, your sisters in a way. And then twine and gold, I feel like, you know, twine was like the thing that, you know, intertwines them or like a thread or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the gold is, uh, I like to paint gold. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I, uh, I love that is, gold. yeah, that's mm-hmm. all you need. I like to paint gold. So I put gold in my paintings, period. I, I yeah. love it. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, it's really kind of like the golden link type of thing. Yeah. yeah. I love it, Joe. So next story, tell me about uh, Camille. Camille, okay. So what's a what's a fun thing to know about Camille is that I didn't name her. She kind of came from uh, off of Instagram by asked. I didn't know what <laughs> name for her. <laughs> and then somebody recommended Camille. I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> but okay, so Camille, she has like this green bow and she has like this kind of graphic type of cloud around her. And so Camille, she's um, kind of caught in a situation. It, it doesn't seem to be so, but she kind of stuck. And so um, she doesn't have like this um, real hardcore connection to who she is. She's kind of taken away from things. And the only thing that's kind of giving her any kind of clue to who she is is that these kind of flowers in the background, um, they're kind of glowy in a sense, or they have like this soft glow to them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of giving her a little bit of a reminder of who she is or where she's coming from. Um, and the bow around her neck, it almost, it symbolizes that she's kind of in servitude. It doesn't seem so. I know it doesn't look that way, but <laughs> she's, she's in servitude to someone or something and she's kind of nude also she doesn't have any on any clothes except the bow and so she's kind of i don't want to i don't want this to sound horrible but she's kind of <laughs> victimized as you know how how people say are you know just the man's there or the man's gay right and in a way that's kind of what it is 
Um, but she kind of holds on to some of the things that are just the smallest flicker of light for her and things like that. So it's kind of, it's not the <laughs> the nicest story or the sweetest story. No, nah, that's great. I love it, Joe. Yeah. Actually, it gives it, gives it like a little bit of a twist. Cause if you didn't, if you didn't know, like the yeah. kind of darker insinuations of some of this stuff, you would mm-hmm. think that she's pampered and taken care of and kind of yeah. in this kind of gilded, you know, saying mm-hmm. glowing flowers all around and this nice silk, big, <laughs> big, uh, you know, green bow. Right. Yeah. But there, yeah. there's insinuations to it. So I like the fact that you do create from a more layered, complicated place than yeah. what it would seem in, at first glance. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. Because that's exactly kind of what it is. Like, you would think this way, but her life is not as glamorous as it looks. So, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know what? This reminds me, like, looking at these pictures and talking to you, these would be absolutely perfect as, like, an uh, an, an Octavia Butler book cover. <laughs> Or something like that. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 it feels like oh, you're, you're, no, nah, you personifying these characters in mm-hmm. in the exact same way where they do these book covers. Um, mm-hmm. But and like, <laughs> forgive me if you don't want to talk about, but like those those like really sci-fi adventure kind of books where it's like yeah. this is this is yeah. the space captain and like yeah. look at him and like you know he's surrounded by all this little stuff and this little stuff that like insinuate yeah. the rest of the story. Uh, especially when I look at one like Taraji. Taraji would be an amazing book cover. Even got space at the top, like graphic designer in me is telling you, got oh. space at the top to put text on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think like that kind of yeah. comes from from when I was doing digital art because I was doing book covers and children's books. So I kind of sometimes <laughs> I still kind of stuck in where it's like, okay, I need space here just in case something. Else, or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> nah, yeah you never you never quite lose it yo <laughs> when you yeah. once you start doing it i feel you on that mm-hmm. nah, nah these are, are absolutely gorgeous yo i really like it so have you moved up to doing larger sizes like are you are you still like kind of at the um, six by something single digits no 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 i've gone ahead and, and you know moved up I, I was listening to a lot of what people were saying when I was participating in like group shows last year and things mm-hmm. and I, they'll say, Oh, do you have anything larger? And I'll hear multiple people say that. And I was like, Hmm, there must be something here. Yeah. <laughs> so Responding to the market. Yeah. 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 So, um, I'm, I'm doing some 40 by sixties now. Ooh, and girl. Around that size. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of paint. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> But I'm happy. It's so much more space. So I'm excited to really be um, working, you know, at such a large scale. <laughs> yeah. What, do, what, does the, what does the space mean for you in terms of how you're looking at it? Like, is it just simply like more room for you to do more detailed mm-hmm. fabric or are you adding yeah. more elements yeah. to it, like to fill the space too? Um, I think right now um, it's definitely about adding as much detail as possible <laughs> but because i love painting details oh, i get lost in it i can tell but, yeah um but now it's so much more to like okay let's give it more backstory let's add in more landscape or different things that kind of help push the stories for for these characters <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i'm excited to just really be you know getting into all the 
all of it. And I think I'm I'm trying to tell myself not to focus in on detail too quickly because like I'm I'm really right now I'm looking at one of my paintings. I'm in like a blocking space. And so uh, it's a lot, but I'm really <laughs> excited. <laughs> it's like once I get this block in done, I can really just go in and do like detail, crazy, however I want, wherever you know, in a good yeah. places. Yeah, so yeah, definitely can... working. Mm-hmm. Oh no, keep going. Definitely, I, I really want to do more with texture and the fabrics, like really getting some like good layers of paint built on or impasto and some. I'm looking to do stuff like that. Yeah. So tell me about this Egyptian God and goddesses series. Cause I, you uh, see one picture up here. You just sold, you already sold it Anubis, uh, yeah. which is breathtaking, like absolutely beautiful. Uh, tell me about this. Like when inspired that. Okay. So <laughs> this is going to sound so cliche, but it really was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It really was. <laughs> but I was, it was late at night and it was just raining up and I wasn't tired. So I was okay, let's just break out the sketchbook and just start drawing. And um, I started drawing like long neck figure. It was a male. And I was like, wow, okay, this looks really cool. And it really was giving me the, um, what's his name? <sighs> what's his Woodrow Nash Woodrow. He's a sculptor. Woodrow Nash, who does the yeah, clay the yeah. clay children or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of giving getting those vibes. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Cause I really love his work. So I kind of just kept going with it. And I was like, okay, what about if I was seeing some of these figures now or what would they look like now? And so I kept drawing and I went up, went on ahead to do uh, Sekhmet who's like these Egyptian goddesses and I was like okay I have Anubis he's really reminding me of Anubis and then I was like okay I have Anubis and Sekhmet I need to keep sketching and then eventually one reminded me of Isis and then another of uh, Thoth at the time I don't know if they're I'm saying these names right I'm so sorry but <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're Egyptian gods and goddesses and I was like oh, that would really be cool to, you know, kind of flesh some of this out because at the time, like when I was growing up, I really enjoyed um, Greek mythology and that kind of was like a staple in my childhood when I was in school. And I would always check out this one Greek mythology book out like constantly, like the librarian knew who I was. Exactly <laughs> book I was coming for. <laughs> but I I never read the stories. <laughs> I just, just looking at the pictures. <laughs> I was just looking at the pictures. <laughs> but um, I was like, okay, that it was giving me some some nostalgia when I was drawing these these sketches out. And so I decided, okay, eventually I'm going to do something with this. But it wasn't until like years later that I was able to really make the paintings. And so maybe a a year or two, possibly. But um, I decided to go ahead and do something like that because I I was finding out that African mythology existed. And I was like, what? I never knew that African mythology. And I was like, ignorance on my part. Yeah. yeah. So. I was like, okay, I need to do something with this now and figure out, like, how can I, I don't want to say fully modernize it, but just give it 
uh, a kind of sense of if they were to somewhat exist now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I it's something that I'm still kind of wanting to explore. Like I feel like I have other sketches that are ready to go once I get everything else out the door um, <laughs> to explore. But um, they just kind of give me like this sense of something bigger to me because I don't think a lot of us know about, I don't want to say all of us, but some people just don't know about African mythology. Like if a child, if I was a child and I finally saw these paintings, I would be so interested in knowing what that was. Yeah. So I felt like uh, it was a kind of a duty to kind of continue to put work in for for those kind of paintings and eventually they're going to be some bigger ones too because i know i did those are like a 24 by 30 20 yeah so i want to make them bigger and, and just really kind of explore more and just be so deep into what their stories are and bringing that to now and kind of in my way bringing it to to us now <laughs> i guess in a sense nah that's awesome yo that sounds like yeah. it's gonna be a good series. So is that kind of what you're working on now, or you have any other projects like um, coming actually through? right now? Right, um, I want to get them going hopefully, but right now I'm focusing on uh my next solo show. <laughs> so I'm working on that and other group show pieces. But eventually, I think when things start to cool down, those are gonna be the paintings that I start to work on. So. I'm excited. <laughs> nah, that's awesome, yo. I love it, yo. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited to do those. I just, I don't know what it is. I think it's also because I get to play with even more, like, deeper culture like that, that, you know, African cultures and, and tribes and things and just being able to, I don't I hope it's not, like, appropriation in a way, but... <laughs> 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 I don't, I don't you know, think it is. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think it is. I think you'll be good. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh yeah, oh that says, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wonderful, yo. These these are absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just uh I don't know what it is really, but I just find like so much so much inspiration from stories. I think kind of where a lot of my work comes from and then also some like i know they are different like when you look at my egyptian guys and guys series and compared to the, what some of the work that i'm doing now mm-hmm. you'll be like oh they're, they're so different but i think they could all come from my childhood and, and things that i've experienced like with the the characters that i'm drawing now they're more doll-like in a way and i think that comes from my childhood because my mom and my grandma they used to collect dolls <laughs> like porcelain dolls have have you ever yeah. seen them? Yeah. yeah okay see so, see from 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 the south so they used to collect the little black cherubs oh, like the little okay. little black baby angels you know what i mean like oh, all yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. all mm-hmm, those type yeah. of stuff yeah <laughs> yeah so like it's kind of i'm trying to like at a crossroads or like i felt like i was trying I felt like I was having to choose like which style to go with, but I just like both of them. So it's like if you see this doll like character one time, and then you see like this heavily maybe rendered 
more realistic character. It's just like there's both sides of me. There are both yeah. sides of the same coin. So yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and I think you should go with it. I, I mm-hmm. definitely think you should. No, you know, don't let these other people, these haters out here, try, try to tell you what you should or should not be doing. Like, there's no wrong yeah. way to do it. In fact, mm-hmm. in fact, what I really like and enjoy about your work is the fantasy aspect of it because we we don't have as much black fantasy as yeah. I think we should. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, like when when people and I mean I'm guilty of it myself is when we get and we want to talk about black issues, we always end up in the same um, mm-hmm. political space. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you end up in the yeah. same civil rights political space, mm-hmm. commenting mm-hmm. on ordinary life in a very particular way. This, yeah. this to me opens up an, a completely new range of imagery that we can bring into our lexicon mm-hmm. when, you, when you just think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like having these like fully adorned black women figures, even if some of the stories are a little dark, but even mm-hmm. like the story of Aura, which is not dark, which which leads to some kind of possibility, her going on some kind of journey and mm-hmm. and choosing, that's no different than um Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's no it's no different yeah. than, than any of that type of stuff. And we read that kind of yeah. stuff all the time. I did. Yeah. I know I did. I'm guilty. I, I'm, a, I'm a big book, book nerd. You know what I'm saying? I love that kind of stuff. So, but but it's never seen through a black lens. So I think mm-hmm. like that to me is a revelation in and of itself, which is probably why people are so attracted to it on the gram or something. You know what I mean? Because it's so different. It's it's, it's called for this this um, this thirst for it to see yeah. like this kind of fantastic you in a fantastical space because we all kind of kind of have that kind of aspiration and dreams and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like what a lot of my work, excuse me, kind of stems from. But like I, I, like I said, I'm so caught up in like books and those stories, and like they, like they go on their own adventures, trying to figure out who they are, or you know, solving issues and problems within themselves and things like that. And it's like, why can't art be that way too? It doesn't have to feel so politically politically charged or you know things like that so I I think my work kind of it it touched it in a different way like you said yeah so yeah I'm even though most of the time my work is not about (laughs) anything political (laughs) (laughs) no you know like like they say like uh you know black joy is revolutionary it's the same thing yo like you know just being able to be completely free Mm -hmm. and go on whatever kind of adventure i feel like going on (laughs) without you (laughs) try to come with your bullshit (laughs) up in my face all the time leave me alone let me go yo (laughs) i love it yo (laughs) I love it. Oh man, you know what would you know what would be really nice? And maybe I don't know. I, I hope I speak this into existence for you. Um, mm-hmm. Children of Blood and Bone. When I look oh at God. Anubis, Anubis oh. should be in Children of Blood and Bone, yo. I just started oh. reading the the, the second one. Um, yeah. What is it? I, I, don't, I forgot the name of it, Vengeance. but I, yes, I love it. I love it. Less stuff. So like this kind of visualization is exactly what I think of when I think of like the the mother when she went back and yeah. oh, I don't want to give away okay, the story. Okay. Yeah. I want to spoil it. <laughs> I can't spoil the story, but when you finish yeah. it, go holler at me. Are we going to talk, oh, yeah. talk about it? I love that. I love 
children of blood and bone like i just recommend it to another artist and i was like this book is so good i'm gl- so glad that she, she um told me at an ema that she did this because i think she's also going to get a film and oh like, yeah oh my gosh thank oh, yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> oh yes if you if you yo i gotta speak it up for you yo like somebody yeah, somehow contact you put y'all in touch yo because i think this would be I, absolutely perfect yo they need they need yes. this kind of imagery with it yeah, I love her 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 work. It's just it it's so it, it just gives you so many like visual yeah. like visuals. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just so amazing. I've always loved her her book and I'm just like, oh man, I have so many ideas for this. So if if that's the happen for me, <laughs> I'll claim it. I'll take it. <laughs> nah, that's awesome, yo. Absolutely awesome. Yo, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, yo. You've been great talking to you, yo. Yo, thank yeah, thank you. Even, even your little little quote unquote little stories that you had were quite <laughs> were quite spectacular. So so keep it thank up, you. yo. Hey, keep it going, yo. Tell them where they can find you. Um, you can find me at raydenise.com. That's my website. And the same thing for Instagram at R-A-E-D-E-N-I-S-E. Ray Denise. That's yeah. what's up, yo. Ray Denise on the podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the Bag. Big shout out to Ray Denise for coming on the show. Only problem she gonna have is keeping up with all them collectors <laughs> knocking at your door. You making that good work. That's what I love it. Next week, got another excited young artist coming at you. Mr. Dimitri Burke. This was recorded live from his solo show. And then we heard Thunder at Mint Gallery. It was a good time. So, so excited to bring that to y'all all my artists out there just take a second pause go back to the basics just you a piece of paper a pencil and the noise that's it baby that's all you need it's the noise your boy jay barbara i'm gonna holler at y'all next week peace thank you for listening to the studio noise podcast subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise follow us on instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.